0: This is the MMA Takes, podcast. MMA Takes podcast. With your host Brian Petrie. Brian Petrie. Herb Dean has called a stop to this contest at 40 seconds of the very first round, declaring the winner by TKO. The knockout. Oh, he did it, boys. He did it. What a performance by Conor McGregor. What an event. <clears throat> right, Of course, right when the fucking microphone comes on, I got to clear my throat. <clears> throat. haven't done it all day. haven't done it all goddamn day. Welcome to the m takes podcast. Had to put a little... I was going to do the full post fight, but if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be real. It wasn't the best Conor McGregor post fight interview. I thought he was going to call people out. He seems a little different. He's kind of approaching... Um, this new, you know, this new season that he calls it in 2020 is approaching a little different. I mean, it's really hard to talk shit about cowboy, uh, since everyone loves them. I mean, you would have lost your fan base if you had done that, but, um, incredible, incredible event, incredible fight, uh, good performance too. A lot of people are talking about, we'll get into all that. We'll get into everything. We'll get into the stuff I haven't got to talk about before that. Like, um, <clears throat> the way Connor's been hitting himself with the post, Post-site press conference, the interviews he's given, uh, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. Maybe I wouldn't even say hated it, but they're like, oh, like, why aren't you, you know, the Connor that, uh, you know, went at Khabib and went super personal? Like, why haven't you done that with the Cowboy and stuff like that? Well, we'll get into that. And he would have lost um, fan bases if he would have done that because, I mean, again, you can't talk shit Cowboy ceremony. You just can't. I'm going to address the the Cowboy slander that's going around. Uh, I saw Dave Portnoy in Barcel uh, Sports the other day say cowboys, a tomato can. And then that just narrative that he's washed or whatever. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, I have no show notes today. <clears throat> I'm hopping on, I'm on vacation this week. I was going to work two days. Um, I, I plan on still working two days this week. I, it's hard for me to take full five days, right? Like I like my job. It's easy enough. My job is like, I'm very lucky to do what I do. It took me a long time to get that job. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's an easy gig, right? Pays well, but um, like five full days off. If I'm not going anywhere, five full days off. I mean, I go a little stir crazy. So I, I was planning on working two days this week. So uh, today was one of those days. I was gonna work. Lauren went off. Rolled over. Literally said to myself as I woke up, "Yeah, right. <laughs> like not today." You know what I mean? I get that. I love the flexibility of like I can go in if I want. Or I can roll over when that 5 a.m. Alarm goes off and I go, nah, not today. Went to bed bed a little late. Couldn't fall asleep. Uh, Went to bed a little later last night. But we'll get into all UFC 246. um, Some good fights. Some breakout stars in that. um, And we'll we'll go over my records. Everything like that. Personal stuff. What do we got on the docket? Oh, top of the docket. And again, I didn't do show notes because I kind of hopped on. It was kind of an impulsive thing. I wasn't going to do it. T- tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, wife and I got an anniversary dinner tomorrow. I was going to bang out two. I was going to do this one. I was going to do the pick em for this weekend, but, um, I, I decided to to do hop on right here. So I have no show notes, but at the top of the docket, I have a friend, uh, a good friend of mine, right? I, I work with him and I, and I didn't name him by name. I'm not going to name him by name now, but he's a loyal listener. I was going to do an Instagram story when I was at work last week to apologize for this, but I decided to save it for when we do the podcast, Uh loyal listener, loyal friend. I've known him for, for quite some time now. He just uh, recently had me over his lovely home and, uh, treated me some tacos and, uh, you know, met, met the family and well, I've met his family, but you know, we got to hang out with, with my little one and you know, his kids are great. And his wife's great. So anyway, um, I, when I did the pick on with Devin and I don't remember saying this, I haven't listened back to it yet, but, um, apparently I referred to him as a casual MMA fan, which again is very touchy for, for people that follow MMA being a, called a casual is, 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 is a low blow. He was upset and legitimately upset. He came into work, and uh, I forgot I said it. I know I didn't say his name, but obviously I was referring to him. Um, and he was uh, he was upset, and rightfully so. So I want to issue an apology to that person because I don't think he's a casual. Right? It's you need. There needs to be another word. He's not as hardcore as I am. Where like you know, I can name every fighter, this and that, whatever. Right? I've been 15 years in the game at this point. And I got a really good weird memory where I can just, you know, I don't fill it with all this other stuff. Like I just fill it with him He's definitely more than a casual, but not hardcore. He's in the middle. So there needs to be a word for that. And I chose the easy way out by saying the word casual and it offended him. And I do want to, issue, I don't ever retract things I've say on here. I talk a lot of shit sometimes and maybe I regret it, but I'm never going to come back and be like, Oh, I apologize for saying that. no, this, I'm going to do this because I offended this person, right? And I don't really view him as a casual. Um, Out of the guys that we work with, we all kind of were gambling or talking about who we should gamble this weekend. All those guys are below casual besides this one person, right? This one person is above a casual. Just needs to have a name for it. Maybe I'll come up with a word. I don't really know. But, um... So I just want to issue an apology to that person. And I think he will be listening. I think he may be boycotted for a little bit, but hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he gets my apology. And uh, I do not think he's a casual fan. So we'll get that out of the way. I apologize to that person. So, um what else we got? Man, I don't know, you know, it's 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 been it's been uh it's been pretty good. I have I have no complaints, right? The garage is looking good. Been putting in work in the garage. I got my winning gloves. Uh I've talked about that. They finally came. Um what was weird about that is <clears throat> again, I've, I've said this multiple times. I work, I work in the shipping business. I work for a major shipping company. Um, and this came postal, right? And I hate the post, the postal, the post office that's around my house. Like we get shit laid all the time. And I just, I, I you know, there's a different mailman every time. Sometimes he comes at 10 in the morning. Sometimes it comes at five at night and it's a different person. Like, you know, like, you know, a lot of people become friends with the mailman. I can't because I don't know when he comes. Um, anyway, I was tracking this fucking thing. It was in Cincinnati. Didn't wasn't showed out for delivery. I'm there with my daughter at home. Wife's at work. She goes, dad, that truck. And I go and look and I see a, 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 it's, it's bigger than a mail truck. It's like a van. And this guy keeps staring at the house. Now I don't have, I parked in the street. My wife was in the driveway. She left. So I had no cars in my driveway. He's across the street, staring at the driveway, hitting a fucking cig, blasting a cig up. <sighs> Someone's calling me. I don't know who that is. And, uh, and I'm staring at him through the window and I was like, I feel like this guy's looking at my house thinking, no one's home. I'm not leaving this package because it's 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 international, so it needs to be signed for. So I I fucking go down there, I know exactly what it is. I'm assuming I know what it is. I run down there, I open the door, and I start, you know, fucking looking at the guy like, hey, I'm home, asshole. He gets out, not even in a fucking mailman uniform. He's wearing like jeans, like a North Face coat and like a Patty's pub from It's Always Sunny shirt. I swear it was like a green St. Patrick's Day shirt. Gets out of the car, puts a cigarette out and he walks over and he goes, what's your name? Like across the street. And I'm like, Brian. And he goes, first, first initial, your last name. And I'm like, Petrie. And then I see the box that it has winning on the side. I was like, okay, asshole. Let's go. Let me sign this fucking stuff. It was really odd because it wasn't out for delivery. This guy's not a mailman. I'm assuming he's either a janitor or a fucking supervisor that they were like, we got to get this out, right? Very odd. However, love my stuff. I wore my winning hat Saturday to try bring me good luck. It did not bring me good luck. I paid $18 for a towel. I thought it would be like kind of like a beach towel, like a towel. I can like, you know shower with. It's a little, it's, it's a hand towel. It's yeah, it's a hand towel, $18 for that. So I'm a little pissed off about that. And then the gloves are amazing. I, you know, I went 10 ounce and I've been just lighting up the pads. I'm excuse me, lighting up the bag down there. So, um, all is good with that. The mouthpiece. That's what I want to talk to you boys about. Okay. Before we get all into two I've talked to you about the mouthpiece guy before, right? And that's literally mouthpiece guy.com does all the big stars. It's been going on three weeks. No, excuse me, two weeks since he has received my mold, right? Two weeks. He claims on his old fucking YouTube page, it takes five to seven days. I didn't get an intricate design. I got just a green custom mouth guard. Two fucking weeks, right? So he's from California. So if he sends it today, which is two weeks since he's gotten it, if he sends it today, then I'm not going to get it. Probably till next week, maybe at the end of this week. That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. So the problem is, is this guy is going on and he's talking shit about all these other companies, and yet he's, you know, he I know he had the flu or whatever, but you know, fuck him, right? I didn't like this guy from the get-go. And the only way I'm going to come back on these airwaves. And tell you guys, I apologize. I'm sorry. about if this thing blows my mind, this thing is, you know, I've never had a custom mouth guard before. I think I had one when I was in football from like the dentist, like a one little thin one. But I am I literally want to spend money and go to a different company, just like a get like a real cheap one. But I know custom mouth guards aren't cheap. Jesus. Jesus, Pete. I've been trying to call my mom for fucking three hours and she's just now calling me back. I got to take this, boys. Hang on. All right. All is well with Mama Brian. <clears throat> she is. The hardest person to get a hold of, I'm not even exaggerating, like, it is crazy, like, my father bought her a sound machine for a room, and uh, she doesn't understand that, you know, she's, you know, she's in her 60s, right, she, when we got, we had a cord phone forever, right, and when we got cordless phones in the house, like, landlines, She still stayed right where like she talked on the phone with the cord phone. We're like, no, you can go anywhere throughout the house. You can go outside if you want. She didn't understand that concept. Now they got rid of the landline. They just have cell phones and she doesn't understand that she can bring her cell phone with her. She keeps it in her room charging on the little fucking thing. And so whenever you call her, she's not in her fucking room. She doesn't hear it. And it's, it's, it's literally, I'm like, what if there was an emergency? You don't understand how hard it would get to get a hold of you, but it's it. Luckily, it was an emergency, but impossible. Anyway, this mouth guard better be fucking tits. It better blow me away, cause that's the only thing holding me back from going. Not not the only thing. I don't have a mouth guard, and my teeth are important. I don't want to get fucking socked up. The, the two things you need when you go to MMA gym, you need some kind of gloves. Right? Doesn't have to be great gloves. Some kind of gloves and a mouth guard i don't have a mouth guard right i I never wore head guard in in the past i'm probably gonna start because of just whatever so i don't have one of those but i'll eventually get one of those but you need a mouth guard and i don't have one right and i'm not gonna do a boiling bite i bought a boiling bite from guard lab something off uh something off uh uh, amazon it was like 30 bucks it was like oh a custom boiling bite or whatever the fuck no it's just a regular boiling bite stinks so um anyway, yeah. So I want to get going. I need to get in shape. I need to get loose some weight. I need to <laughs> I need to do it. I need to do it. I'm looking fire in the gym. I'm looking fire in the gym, in the garage, in my in my garage. I'm looking I'm looking good. I've been doing southpaw. I never really fully went southpaw. I'll do two round southpaw, two two-round orthodox. Kind of getting used to it. Want to be able to switch stances for my fight. That's never gonna happen. But you know, I like I like having skill set. Like, widen my skill set. I'm just. I need to. I need to like learn how to like stretch and get flexible because like my. I think I throw a pretty good leg kick, right? But I want to. I want to throw some high kicks, right? I'm a big dude. Throwing some high kicks would be pretty sweet, but I'm just. I'm just the. I'm literally just not the. Not the most flexible person in the world. So it is what it is. All right, UOC two forty six. Let's quit burying the lead. Your boy went five and six on those picks. There was only eleven fights um claudia Gadelha and alex grasso got canceled because grasso missed weight by like five pounds and then grant dawson fell off as well so it was 11 fights pretty good card i was entertained for the most part co-main event stunk just like i thought it was gonna gonna, gonna be but five and six i beat Devin because i hit the uh Olenek, uh underdog so i beat him by one point so i'm starting off the year with a dub which i like but i'm five and six already on my picks not great I'm going for six. I went fifty-four point seven percent. Oh, speaking of that, that little video I did for the pick'em with NASRAP, which you know he got KO'd, so I'm embarrassed. But the feedback I got from that from you guys on on Instagram and and, uh, a couple people on, on Twitter as well, really cool. I love doing those videos. I'm not great at editing. So I just need to get better at editing, but they are fun to do. And I really appreciate people reaching out going like, we need more of these videos. Like, I like this stuff. You know what I mean? That's really cool hearing that. Like, I want positive feedback or whatever and uh, or negative feedback. Fuck it. I don't care. Just give me any kind of feedback. That's cool, though. I plan on doing more videos as, as, as much as I can. I'm obviously going to do one this week. I'm going to film it tomorrow. Still got to do the pick ums for uh, Raleigh card. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fun little thing to do. So 54.7% is what I picked last year. I'm headed for 60 Maybe even seven this year, starting the year off at five and six. Not great. So first fight of the night, Sabrina Maza versus JJ Aldridge. I got this one wrong. I had JJ Aldridge close fight, lost a split decision. Um, it, Aldridge needs to take that white shirt off. Right. I, I don't mind her wearing a shirt. Like if she feels comfortable in that cool, but a white one, like you're getting covered in blood, even if it's not yours, it, it does not look great. Right. It does not look great. My God, I'm like the most popular guy. Uh, Okay. All right, so um, just wear a black shirt so they don't see the blood. But it was it was a close fight. Mazzo again. I thought Aldridge was the the better fighter. I thought she had more uh, skills. She landed more on the feet. Mazzo's tough. Um, this could have went either way. I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna <clears throat> cry uh, cry that I lost this fight. I didn't bet this fight, so it, it doesn't really matter to me. But um, yeah, Mazzo got the win. So uh, and and that's uh, and that's what Devin and I split. Devin Devin got that one right. Uh, next up, you got. Oh well actually, you know what? The the card changed a little bit. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do this fight anyway. Ode Osborne versus Brian Kellenher. That was supposed to be the second fight of the night. That got bumped up to the main card because of the um because of the Grosso fight falling out. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking switch up. This fight was great. I gave out Odie Osborne to the guys I work with who who don't know MMA all that well. I gave him out and they won a parlay. I gave out Odie Osborne. I really liked him in the contender series. I thought he was um incredibly talented uh and he is incredibly talented he came out arrogant he had that cool little crouch jump up punch kind of weird thing Kellenher though locked up that tight guillotine Ode who is good on the ground just got smothered by Kellenher and uh you know it is what it is Kellenher cashed at a plus 115 underdog I think he closed a little higher than that but uh I was all over Ode when I was very confident in giving that pick out and you know he got he got that neck snatched up and that tight tight guillotine against the cage and uh he had a tap with his fucking foot, but that got bumped up to the main card. So we're going to jump around a little bit. Sorry. I'm just going off my card. I got here next up. Alexa Kamur versus Justin Ledette. Um, oof. okay. So got this fight, right? <clears throat> Kamur needs a lot of work, right? He looked five and L in there for him winning this close fight, which I thought he did win with his aggression in that third round. Um, Ledette. Again, is a decent little boxer, right? Not the worst boxer in the world, but he's not aggressive enough. He I think he's worried about gassing. He could have won this fight if he just fucking did a little bit more. Kamur was definitely very aggressive. Could be Camera. I don't know. You're gonna go Kamur So you earn me to pronounce your name right. Um he was very sloppy. Like, I don't know if it was a UFC jitters or not. A lot of arm punches. When he would throw his punches, he would get off balance. His feet weren't underneath them a lot. Um, you're not gonna knock anybody out if you don't plant your feet, right? You got to have special Anthony Johnson power to knock someone out with an arm punch. Like you're just not going to do it. It reminds me of Tito in the day. Tito would just do arm punches, right? Like you look at Tito Ortiz at 205 back in the day. He's huge. Like right. His upper body was giant. And you're like, this should do this dude. This dude should be wrecking people on the feet. Right. Um, but his legs were really skinny and he just never had his legs underneath him. He just threw arm pushing arm punches. Kamur just couldn't plant his feet, couldn't set his feet, and his feet were kind of all over the place. He's very aggressive. Um, I thought he was going to take the fight to the ground more. He, he landed one takedown that third round, and that was it. Um, kind of a lackluster fight, kind of a lackluster performance from a kid coming from the contender series that, that earned a contract. Um, yeah, just didn't love it. I think he needs a lot of work, right? He's 6-0 now, undefeated. He looks like a 6-0 fighter, right? There's, there's a reason that Guys who are five and oh, six and oh, unless they're lighting the world on fire, unless your last name's a Gracie, they're not really getting shots in the UFC right away because you got to kind of earn that. You got to kind of get in there, you know, and, and, and really put some working on outside of the organization and, and train. This isn't, you know, this is something that comes easy for everybody, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I got the fight, right. I bet at this fight, I won a little money on this fight. So I'm, I'm happy, but Kamara needs a lot of work and, you know, a lot of work. He's a remarkable guy. He's a good looking kid. Um, you know, he's got, he was born in uh, fucking Bosnia and he's from Ohio. Is he Serbian or something like that? So got kind of a cool story could follow in the steep steep a footsteps, but needs a lot of work on a up. Um, wish I would have saw more of his ground game because maybe he is just a ground fighter and he just didn't want to risk trying to take Ledet down because Ledet's takedown defense or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get in his mind. <laughs> but Kamur, again, needs a, a ton of work. I mean, he really does. But I'm happy I got the fight right. All right, next up, Nasrat Haveras was Jude Dober. Boy, this one's tough to talk about, eh? So I put my dumb face on camera and, and praise Nasrat. I typically, when I was doing the picks last year... On camera, I would only go maybe like minus 150. I would never go in the minus 200s because, you know, that's kind of a, a you know a two-to-one favorite. It's not – you don't need me to sit here and tell you to bet a two-to-one favorite. You don't need me to tell you that, right? Um, but I really like Nasrat. I thought he was – and I still do like him, right? Like Drew Dober – is a guy I just underestimated, right? He's he's in that camp now, at elevation fight team, and, and he looks great, and he, he's he got a fucking wicked power now, right? He's a good-looking kid. His hair was dynamite. He's got a fucking jawline that was chiseled from fucking the gods. But Nasrat I thought, had just more well-rounded skills and, and could go in there. I thought Dober was going to gas a little bit, and Nasrat uh, was going to take over, but he just got caught with a big left hand, got put down. Stoppage was way late, way late. How many more punches this guy need to take, right? Um little disappointed, you know, every fighter kind of goes through this, they're gonna lose. I was hoping if he lost, it was gonna be maybe a decision because getting knocked out like that can really rattle your confidence, especially with a young fighter. He's with a good camp. Faraz is gonna get him back, GSP got knocked out as well. Faraz brought him back. So um it's not the end of the world for Nazrat. He, you know, he's still gonna, you know, be something because I think he does have the skills. But Drew Dober, kind of a vet, 30-something fights, right? Been around for a long time, has lost a lot of close fights two back-to-back knockouts, right, uh, and, 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 he's, and he's calling out the right people. He was on Ariel's show yesterday. He's not calling out fucking Connor. He's not calling out Masvidal. You know, he realizes like, okay, I'm going to call out people that I need to get. That, that makes sense, right? So he called out Al and Alex Hernandez, which are both smart call-outs, right? Like, Obviously, he had the platform. He could have won on Ariel and be like, I want to fight so, so, so. And everyone would have laughed. I'm like, what the fuck do you think you earned that, right? Like when Court McGee called out Conor McGregor years ago, everyone's like, who? Court McGee, you still fight in the UFC? And then you want to fight Conor? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Drew Dober really, I thought, made the most of his uh, his time on um, uh, on Ariel and called out really good people. and he's And he's only getting better, right? I mean, he has good wrestling. He has good grappling. Submission defense is a little questionable. His stand-up was always a big problem. He was very aggressive, and and he showed flashes. But now he's showing knockout power. It looks like he's sitting on his punches. Southpaw with that straight left hand is is really, really working for him. And uh, I was impressed with him. But that was my lock of the night. I thought it was going to be a finish. I did tell you to bet the prop. I did say it wasn't going to go the distance. Or excuse me, it wasn't going to be a finish. I did say that. I just thought Nasrat was going to finish him. So I was kind of half right. I'm vindicated a little bit, right? If you would have bet the over under one and a half, I would have, you know, I told you to bet the under however you want to do the prop. Um, So I'm kind of half right. But yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed that I picked Nasrat as the first pick of the year. I kind of went on an easy one. He was a big favorite at minus 330. Hindsight, he might have been a little too high. Um, I didn't see a ton of people picking Drew Dober, though. But man, that would have been a sweet cash. Drew Dober at plus 260 because, again, he's, he's a legit fighter. And uh, I definitely overlooked him. Um, I was I was drinking the Natrak Cooler a little bit, and I just forgot that Drew Dober is a legit dude. So, uh, you know, that one's on me. That one's on me. I'll take that L. I'll take that L on the chin. Next up, you had uh, Tim Elliott versus Askar Asarov. I did not know Askar was bl- uh, deaf. I said I almost said blind. I didn't know he was deaf. I You know, when Matt Hamill was deaf, they said it 100 times when he fought. I, I didn't know this kid was deaf. Very, very good fight here. Um, Tim Elliott is is a is a fucking warrior. Uh toughest dude. He got slept. He got knocked out. He fell asleep on the feet and then like woke up zombie mode and somehow battled back. It was a very entertaining fight. Tim Elliott's a, a very unorthodox guy. He's got great head movement. His punches, you know, if he was just a little more active, he kind of pot shots. So he dips down and he throws like uppercuts and he throws punches from below, which do work. But, you know, when when you have a guy who's game planning against that, it, you know, maybe throw some straight punches, maybe be a little more active. I wish he would have taken Asgard down a little more. He did land a few good takedowns and had some pretty good scrambles with him. But, um, I'm not on Askar yet. I don't think he's this elite guy that people say he is. I, you know, I, th- I thought he might have lost his fight with Moreno, and this was a very close fight. I mean, I had Tim Elliott. I bet it Tim Elliott as an underdog. I picked him as my underdog lock in the night. Obviously, he lost. I thought that was a good play because he's a veteran, and I don't think Asgard is is that great. It was a very even line, though. I mean, plus 110, minus 140, so it wasn't crazy. But uh, yeah, I just I, I, I don't love him. I, 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 I got to see more of him, I guess, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, it was a very entertaining fight. It was a really fun fight to watch. and uh, um, Yeah, so Tim Elliott now dropped to, you know, needs to get a win. Asgard's now with his first official win in the UFC. So we'll see what happens uh, in that division. That division's kind of getting a little spicy, right? A lot of people were kind of kind of liking that division now. All right. The fight that I was looking forward to the most, Andre Fili was Sadiq Yusuf. My guy, Sadiq, won. I got this fight right. Obviously, I haven't lost a bet on one of my guys in a very long time. I'm going to keep betting them, right? My list of my guys, I'm going to keep betting them because they keep giving me winners. This fight was interesting, right? first round was very close. Sadiq kind of got caught a little bit. They were very aggressive. Uh, Feely caught some big right hands. Sadiq was going forward with some kicks. Feely was mixing in some takedowns, but Sadiq would pop right back up. Stand up was pretty even. Sadiq looked huge in there. I didn't realize how big he was. He is big for 145. And uh, first round, I, I would say it was fairly even. If if if, if, you're, if if I'm giving an opinion, I thought it was fairly even. Second round, I thought Sadiq kind of stole it a little bit. I thought he was a little more aggressive. I thought he was a little more... He stopped some of the takedowns. He also got on top of Feely for that second round pretty much the entire time. And uh, that could have been arguably a 10-8, but probably not. I would have given it a 10-9. But Sadiq obviously won the second round big. Third round was all Feely. Uh, Sadiq just did not do anything. I think Sadiq thought... He had two rounds in the bag. He's not going to risk it. You know, he's been, he got clipped in that fight a few times, got a little wobbled with some of the Feely's punches. He might have just been playing it safe in that third round. He threw a couple big right hands, loading up on the right hands, but other than that, he didn't do much. Took the third round off, was on his ped- back pedal the whole time. Feely won the third round. Uh, they gave the fight to Sadiq, split decision. I have no problems with it. Obviously, I had Sadiq, but if you, you know, if you had a problem with the, uh, you know, if you're a Feely guy, you might have some problems with it. But uh, I thought it was a very close fight. It came down in that first round. Obviously, Feely won the third round. Uh, clearly, Sadiq won the second round. It came down in that first round, uh, who had won. Had winning? it was a very competitive, fun first round. Could have went either way, in my opinion. But Sadiq got it. I want some money on Sadiq. I'm, I'm happy. He made me positive on night. So no matter what happened the rest of the night, he made me positive. And the only way that could have made me more positive is if Anthony Pettis won. But we'll get to that fight. So very entertaining fight. Again, <clears throat> Sadiq now undefeated in the UFC. Saw some tough guys. I think he's ready to take that next step. Andre Philly's fought the who's who. This loss isn't going to hurt him that much because he's had losses before to so some of the who's who. He's battled back. He's he's a really tough matchup for, for a lot of people, right? He's long. He's got a great takedown. Um, he's, his boxing's getting better. His kicks are getting better. His chin, which I always thought he had a chin problem. His chin's there. Uh, I don't know where I got that from. He's only been knocked out one time. But uh this kid's legit. Feely's legit. He'll fight. He'll fight some of the top guys at 145 still. At this point, he almost might be like a benchmark if he's ready. You know, if, if they're ready to make that leap. I think Sadiq passed that benchmark, even though it was a close fight. I think you're ready to give him the Josh Emmett's. I think you're ready to give him some some top guys at 145. And uh I'm excited about it, right? I think the kids I think the kid's real. Problem with Sadiq, though, is what I've noticed in his past two fights is he's been hit and he's been kind of shaking a little bit. Um, I don't know if he has a chin problem necessarily could be a defensive problem, but he does get, you know, he does get rattled a little bit with some punches and i like to see him clean that up a little bit if he can. All right. Next up, Macy Barber versus Roxanne Monafari. Roxanne. I mean, I almost took Roxanne just from our point system. She was a plus, uh, plus six fifty underdog. Some people got her at plus 800. Um, I mean, that would have been eight points in, in Devin and I scoring system. However, <clears throat> Macy blew her knee out. There's been a lot of talk about this fight, right? Macy, minus 1,000 favorite, lost the fight. Roxanne Montefiore couldn't happen to a better girl. She seems like the sweetest, nicest, coolest, dorkiest girl. And I mean that in a positive way. So, And she went out there and she looked great. Regardless of the knee stuff, Roxanne went out there and dominated that first round. Macy's camp came out and said she blew her knee out in the first 10 seconds of the fight. A lot of people think it happened when she fell in that second round with that kind of weird jab. I think it happened in the first round. I don't think it happened in 10 seconds. I think it happened in the first round. And then I think when she came out for the second round, <clears throat> she was on already on a wobbly leg. If you watch Connor Max, Connor threw like a head kick or something and his leg completely gave out and almost looked like he got dropped when he fought Max. He already had blown his knee out at that point. And it looked like that's what Macy did in the first round. She came out and kind of the knee just wasn't there. It wasn't stable underneath her. <clears throat> but Macy's 21. She's got a you know tremendous upside. This isn't going to be that big. I mean, she showed incredible warrior spirit. She got fucking cut. She blew her goddamn knee out. The ref came in and checked her knee and was like, oh, it's just a partial ACL tear. She's okay. How the fuck do you know that by just feeling her knee, dude? Like, get out of here. You don't know that. Like, that's your assumption, but he was so confident. in. It. And not to mention when Tiago Santos, I think they mentioned this on the broadcast, but Tiago Santos blew out both his knees. No one checked his knee. You know what I mean? I don't know if that was in Vegas or not, but no one checked his fucking knee. That was kind of a weird thing to do. Sit her down, and check her knee or whatever. Like, she knows it was fucked up. Um, incredible warrior spirit. A lot of people, and Ariel brought this up on his show, that little rat fuck. She spoke first, right? And it rubbed people the wrong way, right? She kind of went on and gave props to Roxanne and blah, blah, blah. And they're saying she's stealing Roxanne's moment. I 100% agree with that. Like, like. Macy, you're negative. You're 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 a minus one thousand favorite. You lost. You blew your knee out, right? I get it. You're young, and I get it. You were upset, and you want to give props. You don't want to make excuses. Blah 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 blah. The intent was good, but also you kind of got to go like, listen. This was Roxanne's biggest win of her career. She was a giant underdog. No one gave her a chance in this fight. You got to let her talk first. Give her her moment. Don't steal her moment, right? And it felt like it kind of got stolen because of Macy's knee and stuff. And listen, Macy's a lightning round. She's one of those females in that division that a lot of people are always going to look at. She's going to be a draw. She's attractive. She's talented. She's aggressive. You know, she was undefeated. She's young. Um, so I get that, you know, she feels kind of like the, you know, kind of like she maybe needs to say that. But, you know... Read the room a little bit, right? You know, and you know the timing of everything. I thought you should have let Roxanne speak first, but, you know, who, whatever. But, you know, Roxanne, incredible win. Again, I didn't pick her. I should have. I should have put a couple bucks on her gambling because why the fuck not? I and mean, She's a vet. She's tough. She has a great ground, ground game. Her strength and conditioning's through the roof now. Her elbows are great. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I thought Roxanne might have won that fight, even if Macy didn't blow her knee out. You know what I mean? I think Roxanne had the right game plan. I think she looked really, really good a little sippy sip. All right. Pay-per-view time. Anthony Pettis versus Diego Ferrara. I wanted Ferrara from the get-go. I thought he would be the underdog. He wasn't. I went opposite Anthony Pettis as a two to one underdog. You got to bet him. You got to bet him. Um, He looked just uninterested in there. He got choked out. It was his first time submitting, I believe in the UFC. I know Oliveira. Or someone got him in like the body triangle and he tapped from injury. But this is the first time he's ever been submitted. And Diego's got great jujitsu and, and and looked really strong on the ground and was sticking to him like glue. but kind of a weak way out, in my opinion, if you if you're Anthony Pettis. Um I think the choke was deep. I'm not saying the choke was deep. I just think he didn't care to be in there. I don't think the motivation was there. And that's what I kind of assume Golmanning in this fight. You know, Diego doesn't have that big of a name. The only guy he's ever fought is Dustin Poirier got knocked out. Pettis was coming in there thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna knock fucking I'm gonna knock him out." Um, and the first round was very competitive. Second round, Diego obviously made his game plan known. I'm gonna take this dude down, and uh, Pettis just kind of gave up his neck on the side. Diego took advantage of it. Uh, I mean, what do you do with Anthony Pettis? Right, he's still a name. He's getting paid a lot of money. Do you let him walk with his brother to Bellator? Let Bellator deal with them? Do you? I mean, I don't know what his contract status is. The UFC could still make money off his fights. You know, he's an entertaining fighter. You know, it just wasn't that long ago. He was the darling of 170. And now, you know, we're talking about how ugly he looked at 155. I didn't like the yo yoing the weight. I think it messes with your body. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you do with the, uh, excuse me, with Anthony. What you do with Diego is you give him a top 10, top five guy. You give him. The Sharks at 155. That's the best division in the UFC. You give him the fucking Sharks. Is he ranked, Diego? That's a good question. Did they they put him on a ranking? UFC.com. I'm coming from those rankings. Shout out UFC.com. I hate your website, but you got rankings. So we're here. Okay, let's see. Bah, 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 bah. Are you serious? Uh, excuse. Sorry, excuse me. So... At 155, you got Tony, Dustin, Justin, Connor, Cerrone, Felder, Hooker, Lee, Iaquinto, Barbosa, Pettis, Gillespie, Charles Oliveira, Alex Hernandez, and Islam Makachev. You don't have Diego Farrar in the top 15. That's crazy. I mean, he's he's on a crazy tear right now. That's gonna change. I think Pettis will drop, and I think. You got to put Diego in the top 15. Looking at the top 15, I said top five. I love a fight with Alec Quinta. I think that makes a lot of sense. I would love a fight with Justin Gaethje as well. Uh, if Gaethje wants to stay active, Islam Makachev is like the dark horse. He's at 15 right now. That'd be really interesting as well. I know he kind of wants to fight Kevin Lee. There's a lot to be had here at 155 for Diego Ferrar, who who says he wants to stay active. He wants to stay active and, and and be aggressive and and al is a really good bar- fight barboza is another tough fight and uh islam got another fight that i would be interested in but um yeah I, him not being in the top uh top 15 is is crazy to me with the tear that he's been on i mean i think he's one like fucking they have him 17 on topology i think he's one like fucking however many fights in a row that's insane ufc get it together okay next up you got uh well, yeah, the, the women's fight that got canceled. Then you had Odie Osborne versus Kellenher. We already went over. Big boys, Alexi Olenek versus Murray Green. I got this fight right. I was very happy. I did not bet this fight. I chose to bet the Pettis underdog as opposed to the Olenek underdog. I'm going to have to live with that. And I'm very upset about that. Uh, this fight kind of stunk a little bit, right? Murray Green could have knocked out Olenek on the feet, and he just decided to go to the ground with him. I know he's got a good triangle. I know he's... Got decent submissions, but what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? Have some kind of sense IQ. It, it, Olenek looks so bad on the feet, right? He's a big, strong, Shrek-looking motherfucker. He's swinging. He just eats punches, and you're just going to let him clinch with you, and you're just going to let him take you down, or you're going to take him down or play the ground game with him? Like, what are you doing? Like, work some, work some angles. Work some footwork. Go around the cage. Pops at him. You're fucking seven foot tall. Horrible, horrible, horrible game plan by Maurice Green. Uh, again got a submission, beat Maurice Green, you know, uh, you know, on armbar, I believe belly down armbar, Russian armbar. Not my fight, not my kind of fight, but you know, Alenik again, the guy's got like 75 fights, 76 fights. It's crazy, right? I were doomed, called him out, which is kind of weird. Uh, you know, whatever, let them fight, but yeah, kind of a Maurice Green. I think maybe it should just be cut from that performance because what are you doing? Like, just what are you doing? Just dumb. Um, co-main event, Raquel Pennington versus Holly Holm fight stunk. Holly Holm won. clinch war the whole time. Um, hated it. Right. And I'm not even going di- to di- dissect this fight. Not even talk about it. It was a shit fight. Uh, I don't think anybody should talk about it. Now the main event. Now we're talking about my guy, right? Lot to talk about here. Lot to digest. Let me take a drink. Let me get some energy so I can talk about my guy. So he said, I first off, I love how he carried himself this week. You're not going to win fans over by talking shit about Cowboy Cerrone. You're just not. He was he was a gentleman. He said nice things about Cerrone. They had a nice little press conference. It was very friendly. He also said like, listen, I think I'm gonna knock this guy out. But you know, hey, nice, nice skin fucking jacket, Donald. Right? It was very friendly. The weigh in was intense, but they shook hands. I like that. Connor's a lightning rod, no matter what. Right. Um, so you don't need to go like the Khabib build up where you need to cut deep with Donald, right? Because there's nothing to cut deep about. What are you going to talk shit about his grandma? Who's adorable. Who's there every fight and is the cutest woman I've ever seen. You're going to talk shit about his cute little son that Donald like, you know, has with him everywhere he goes. Like what, what is there to talk shit about Cerrone, right? You can talk about his skills and all this stuff. But other than that, I think Connor handled this perfectly. Build up was perfect. Weigh-ins were perfect. He did say he wanted some rounds he, he wasn't he was going to pressure down him, but he wasn't going to look for the finish right when the bell went off. He threw a left hand from the parking lot and missed and then land so those those shoulder strikes, which, again, a lot of people kind of freaked out about the shoulder strikes. I thought it was a very clever move. Right. I, I've seen other guys do that before. I, you know, on the, it happens a lot on the ground. Guys will throw shoulder strikes on the ground. It was nice in the clinch. It busted Donald up. I think that was the main thing here is it, is it fucked Donald's nose up and his eye up immediately, which, you know, again, Donald's been in so many fights. I could have just been thin skin type stuff, scar tissue, but I'm not going to go overboard, right? This wasn't, this wasn't Anderson Silva front kick knockout, right? This is just some shoulder strikes. A lot of pro MMA fighters are like, who gives a shit, right? Like Bisbing was like, you could hit me with a hundred of those. It's not going to hurt. Um, I thought it was effective in the fight, but again, I don't think it's like one of those things that's kind of like fight altering, right? It's a good little move to have. Like if you're in the clinch, you throw a fucking shoulder to the guy's face. I like it. Um after that, you know, they 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 after they they broke off, Shony's face was a little messed up. Kind of were feeling each other out. Connor threw a couple punches, then head kick, rock shoney finished on the ground. I think everyone saw the fight, it's 40 seconds long. I liked it. I liked uh, I like Connor's patience in there. I thought he rushed the finish, which he talked about. Um, I thought, you know, old, uh, old, uh, not old Connor, but maybe a Connor who hasn't fought, who fought regularly would have maybe picked the shots a little more and maybe put that fight out. Cerrone looked like he was going to get back up at one point, but I think just the punches were overwhelming. I think that kick, uh, what really got him, I think it buzzed him too much and his face was a little fucked up. So it is what it is. Impressive performance by, um, Conor McGregor. Two narratives that are coming on this fight, which I don't like is one that's cowboy through the fight. I think that's insane. I think uh, Cowboy got surprised with the head kick, and that's all. I don't. Th- I, I think maybe he could have worked his way back up. I think he wasn't obviously out cold. Um, none of those shots like put him out. So you could maybe say he quit, and and maybe could have got up. I don't think he did. I don't think it was fixed at all. And then another thing, saying like Cerrone's watched, which is kind of weird, right? Like Dave Portney said, he was a tomato can. Robbie Fox, who I've said a lot of terrible shit about kind of Fendic Connor because that's his guy. But Dave doesn't watch the time of MMA, watch watched the fight and realize, like, oh, this guy's a tomato can. Well, you're not a tomato can if you hold all the records. You're not washed if you just if you're losing to the best, right? He lost three in a row. When he lost to Tony, everyone said Tony's back. He never got knocked out by Tony. He was losing the fight, but he was hitting Tony. He hit Tony with a couple head kicks. He was in there punching with Tony. He just got his face fucked up. That was a competitive fight. Uh, I thought Tony was winning the fight, but it was very competitive until his eye blew up. They had to stop the fight. The Gaethje fight, he got caught by Gaethje, got knocked out. That was was very one-sided. But after both those guys won that fight, it was, uh, oh, what's next? Title shot? Tony obviously got a title shot after that fight with Khabib. I know that's long history. Gaethje called for a title shot, even said, I'm not fighting anybody unless it's for a belt. When Connor wins, it's Cowboy's washed. Those Gaethje, those Tony fights weren't that long ago. So Connor goes out there and destroys him in 40 seconds, which no one's ever done the Con- or Cowboy before. And all of a sudden, Cowboy's this washed fighter. Yes, he's getting older. Yes, he's not the same Cowboy. But say those things after the Gaethje fight, after the Tony fight, right? Um, the narrative that Cowboy is this wash guy, I think is a little premature. He's lost three fights to elite guys. People are forgetting that C- Conor McGregor is an elite fighter. He's an elite, elite, lightweight, elite 170. He guy has serious power. People are forgetting that because they just remember his last two fights, which happened to be losses. He didn't look great against Khabib. I'm not going to argue that he, I don't think he should have had any business boxing Floyd. But, you know, there we are. And people forgot that he's a fucking killer in there. I mean, you look at his – I mean, he fucking knocked out Dustin Poirier in a minute. I mean, look how good Dustin Poirier is. He knocked out fucking uh, um, t- t- Jose Aldo in a second. No one's ever done that, right? No one's ever fucking done that. No one has ever done that to Jose. Max Holloway fucked up Jose Aldo, but he didn't knock him out like that. People forget Connor's a dangerous dude. So the narrative that Cowboys washed is a little premature in my opinion. Um, I do think he's a little up there in names. He's obviously not the same cowboy, but he does hold all the records. He's a dangerous fucking dude. Fighting at 170 after 15 months off, I think it's a smart fight, right? I, I had no I had no problem with Connor taking the cowboy fight. I didn't like it at the weight. And uh now people are saying, oh, you know, he looked good at 170. Well, cowboy's not a 170 fighter. Cowboy has fought at 170. He's so a he's a he's a bigger dude, but uh tall, lanky, but he's a 155, right? Let's let's not let's not interpret that any which way. I don't like Conor at 170. I don't like him running into Kamaru Usman. Um, the Masvidal fight, if that happens, great. If not, what are you going to do? So what is next for Conor McGregor? Who is should he fight? So he did the post-fight, and there's so many options for this guy. Floyd Mayweather made like a mock-up of him. Boxing, right? Floyd, Conor even alluded to it. Maybe Floyd's running out of money. Dana saying the he's getting Khabib next, if Khabib gets by Tony. Um... Connor said he wants to maybe come back in March, come back before the summer. Uh Nate Diaz tweeted some shit out. And Connor's like, let's do number three, Nate, right? And his coach kind of said that's what he wants. Bisbing predicted Nate was next. Um kind of went on arrow yesterday and said if 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 that's what Connor wants, we'll do it. But he wants Usman. He said you're fucking dead. I think him and Usman maybe crossed paths this weekend and, and said some shit to each other. If I was Mazada I would. If I was Conor or Masvidal, here's here's what I do if I was Masvidal. You want the big money fights. Take Usman, the Usman fight. Win the title, right? You think you can beat Usman, win the title, right? You're, You're taking a risk, but take the fight, win the belt, right? If you can, right? I don't know. I think Usman will beat Masvidal, but take the fight, win the belt. And then you have the belt, right? Then you can leverage anything. You can fight anybody you want. You're the champion. Now, if you're Conor, I would do... Obviously, there's a lot of, the Khabib probably is the biggest fight in the UFC right now. I think Mazadal and Khabib, they both could break three million pay-per-view records, uh, records, three million pay-per-view sales. Khabib's fighting Tony, then he has Ramadan. So he's not going to be able, he's not going to be available till fall. You can't hold Connor out till fall. So connor has got to fight somebody. I like the Gaethje fight. His coach said Gaethje at 170. And I like the Nate fight. If I was Connor, I would wait for Usman and Masala to fight. If Masala wins, that's a better matchup for you. Fight him for the 170 belt and get your three belts. Get what you want to do that no one else does. If anything came clear to me this weekend, it was Connor cares about the records. After he won, he said he's the only fighter to ever knock someone out at 170, 155, and 145. Records matter to him. He's going to be the only guy to win three belts in the UFC and MMA. Three different weight classes. Some guys have done it twice, right? Two different weight classes. There's, there's numerous guys who've done two different weight classes. He simultaneously simultaneously held two belts, in two different weight classes. And then if you go to 70 and fight or Uzman, win that belt, then you can fight Khabib in the fall and maybe hold two belts again. You can fight for the 55 title. There's a lot to be worked on. All I ask for Connor, and I know Connor listens. We're good buddies. We're good friends. All I ask for is for him not to fight Floyd. Don't fight Manny right now. Focus on MMA this year. Get your shot at Khabib. Get your shot at Usman or Maslow. Whatever it is. Do your season. Everything you've laid out, do it. 2021, if you accomplish everything in MMA, or if you've come up short, you do whatever you have to do, then we can talk about Manny. We can talk about Floyd. And there's no problem with you waiting a little longer because... Floyd is 43, and Manny's like 42. So they're just going to keep getting older. So that's no problem. However, I don't think he's going to beat a professional boxer. I think he, if he fought Paul Maggiani, Paulie Maggiani, am I saying his name right? I'm not Italian. I don't know. Paul Maggiani. Uh, if he fought Paulie in a boxing match, Paulie give him fits. That's all I'm going to say. Boxing's a different world. Paulie's a tricky boxer. I think Connor is bigger, stronger, hits harder. But listen, boxing's different. All right, And I don't think he'll beat Manny and I don't think he'll beat Floyd. I don't want to see these L's work up. I know he wants to win a boxing world title. That's very ambitious and that's fine. But like, let's stay away from like Canelo. Let's stay away from like triple G. Let's stay away from these guys. that could fucking really fuck you up. Let's just stay away from them. Let's stick to MMA this year. That's all I ask. So there's a lot of options for Connor. Um, I'm excited that he's back. I think everyone he said it best or one of the reporters said it best. Everyone gets excited for Connor everyone's making more money. Everyone's talking about it. I hopped on here and I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. Cause there's so many options that could happen. It's January. It's the beginning of the new year, first event in the new year. And there's just so many options to be had in the coming months. And it's, and it's exciting to be an MMA fan right now is fucking exciting. What time are we at here? Oh, am I running too long? All right. 46 minutes way too long. So that was UFC 246. I enjoyed it. So I hope you guys did too. Five and six on the air. Not good. I got to do better on this Raleigh card, which I have right in front of me. I'm breaking down now. I'll do a pick on. That'll be out Friday. The video will be out Friday or Saturday as well. I got one fight that I'm looking at that I think I could do a video on. Hopefully, I'll get it fucking right. If not, then my advice to you is anytime I put out a video, bet opposite of me because I'm a fucking jinx at this point with the video picks. But it's fun doing it. It's fun doing the video picks. and uh, Yeah. One thing I want to bring up before I go is no one has... Tweeted me, DM me on Instagram and told me where the, the outro is from. Guys, listen, I'll send you something. I'll legitimately send you something. I got a shelf full of shit here. I will literally pack one of these things up on the shelf and send it to you. If you tell, if you're the first person to tell me where the outro's from, what movie it's from, it's from a movie. I'll give you that. It's pretty obvious in my opinion. But if you don't know it, listen. I literally, I'm looking at a shelf full of shit here, right? And I will send you one of these. I maybe we'll send you a little magnet of me as a baby, so you can have. Now that's creepy, right? That's kind of weird. I'll send you habanero jelly beans. I'll sell you a a ball of gum. I'll sell you. I'll send you fucking um, this hot sauce. uh, This clock. uh, This Rubik's cube thing. I got. I'll I'll send you something, right? Maybe I'll fucking even make you a T-shirt and send it to you. First person to tell me where this is from, we'll get something, right? And if you're a close friend of mine, you don't count. It's got to be somebody I've never met before. Sorry. All the guys at work that listen to this, you're out. All the all my other, I don't think really any of my super close friends listen to this, but if you do, you're out because you already know what it is. Devin, sorry, you're disqualified. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, Devin, well, maybe. Devin. If Devin can get it, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll we'll do it. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later this week. See ya. Escort this gentleman to the door. Huh. Do you see that shit? Yes. I Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.